Welcome to Who's Bringing Wine. This is episode 11, and I'm Abigail. This is Megan. And we, um, it's been a couple of weeks since it has. The, the last time we recorded. Well, and if y'all remember, we kind of told you, I guess, either episode 9 or 10, that yeah. we do record, we try to record two at a time. Tonight, right. we're not. We're just doing one. Right. But, so, when you hear us, <laughs> it's kind of a week after we've recorded it. Right. And then it's also two weeks, weeks for so. us two in to life. three weeks yeah, time. yeah so lots of stuff happens in between right <laughs> um not a ton has happened uh really well, i'm still not dating anyone no. and you are and still i am with still dating the someone. same guy yeah, that was mentioned in the last episode really well. so yeah it's uh going well for her and um so that's kind of where we're at right now personally um and in the last couple of episodes, some of the funny things and, you know, <laughs> disasters of, like, dates that I've had. But a lot of things were kind well, we've, of we've brought talked, to light. We've talked about a lot of stuff right. off, offline, you know, just independently together. And right. decided we'd take this one a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Not, not And so. I know we've had some serious ones in the we past. Have. I mean, and, so, but we thought it was time to maybe do a little bit. But I think something. it's important because mm-hmm. when you and I discussed it, when you brought this idea to me, yeah, I was a little bit like unsure because mm-hmm. basically we want to talk about anxiety, mm-hmm. just in general, an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. I get anxiety over finances or job security, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have social anxiety or and when like you, anxiety that overrides you on a daily basis no it, it doesn't right. i don't have that i i, I know right. people that do i know you do like mm-hmm. but it's not something that i have actual mm-hmm. living knowledge of so mm-hmm. i really can't speak to it when right. you brought it to me and said hey maybe we could talk about this for a podcast i was a little unsure because i thought well i will have absolutely nothing to say like right. i you know we can but I don't know enough about it. And so I thought about it some more. I know I gave you that response Mm -hmm. and didn't really hear back from you. And then I felt bad. Like, I don't mean to put it down, but I just need to get more information before Mm -hmm. I can talk about this. But the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, I could research it. And coming from a a place of not having that anxiety Mm -hmm. and you having that, Mm -hmm. I think we could have a great discussion about it right. and maybe answer questions or right. I could ask you questions or in whatever you say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we so, decided this is a little bit more heavy. Right. You know, uh, so with some of the things that were brought up to me from guys and just being, you know, you, you saying some things to me in the well, past few weeks. Well, it kind of ties weeks. into just um, a little bit, like to be a little bit funny, mm-hmm. like the resting bitch face. Right. Like how yeah. much of that is actually like you're – you are unaware of mm-hmm. your physical presence and, right. and what you're putting out there. Right. And your anxiety mm-hmm. is causing you, like when you mm-hmm. say you, you, your body language kind of curls pulls, in. curls pulls in, in mm-hmm. and pulls in. Mm-hmm. And my saying, anxiety is social anxiety, which um, a lot of you may not understand the difference in like just regular anxiety and social anxiety. First, let me just say, like, anxiety itself, the overall anxiety diagnosis, is the sixth most mental illness diagnosis. Sixth. Like, the number six. six. Number six. That's pretty high. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge with the amount of people that are suffering from this. Um, 
and social anxiety is fifth. So it's even Okay, so wait, what was six? Dating? Ang- no, six is just anxiety, anxiety in at, general. In general. The big, broad. Right. Okay. The more defined social anxiety is the fifth most. All right, can you diagnosed. explain the difference? Yes, social anxiety is when you have... Um, your anxiety basically kicks in when you're in social situations. And it could be a one-on-one situation or it could be a group situation. Right, well, what do you think? What, what do you have? Not I, have you think. I have social anxiety. Okay. So I do not have anxiety when I'm sitting at home about anything. I, I mean, you like don't. finances, nothing. No, no. So then I have anxiety and I don't have social anxiety. Right. Is that? Yes. I, mean, like, I, I freak out over mm-hmm. finances. Mm-hmm. Jobs. The only thing I freak out is about things to do with people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We're absolutely mm-hmm. on two different ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. because And mine can be very debilitating. Very debilitating yeah, in my daily life. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, a lot of the things that have been brought up to me are obviously things that I know about myself. I'm very self-aware. I've known I've had social anxiety for, for years. Um, but they're also very unaware to me when I'm in the situation sometimes. Like but I does don't that tie into like being on a date right. and you're, so when, when we brought up the resting bitch like face, we were, brought yeah, up whatever. Yeah, resting bitch face or when I'm sitting there in like a in position. Like in my house watching a movie yeah. and your kind of arms are crossed right. and you're. I'm not aware that that's something that I'm doing that is put, is, is making Can people project think that is projecting that you're something not happy that i'm not yeah that i'm actually that not, not comfortable that i'm yeah. not comfortable yeah okay so i'm unaware of it in that way but very aware of the fact that i have it okay if that makes any, any it does. sense well it helps me so. get it too because i will stop asking you when you're at my house <laughs> if you're happy yeah. which i think i have mm. for a while now so yeah. Because you know, you've been kind of aware of my anxiety. No, no, I see yeah. it. Yeah. I, I do see it. And yeah. I mean, we talked about my birthday party. We talked about different, right? Yeah, but yeah we situations. talked about it in we the talked podcast. About all of that. Yeah. But and I and I get it. So now, I, no, I don't point it out mm-hmm. so much anymore because I just get it and realize, oh, she's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't take right. it personally. Right. And that's kind of my insecurity is that for a long time, especially when we first met, right. I did take it kind of personally. And so that's what affects, it affects my relationships with people because the body language that I have is different from the norm. What you're, well, from From what you're actually feeling. And from what I'm actually feeling. Yes. Um, You could be completely comfortable and you just don't look like you are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But (laughs) But when you're meeting. When you're dating or you're trying to meet new friends or make new friends, Mm -hmm. female, male, whatever. I have to really, really, really try. Which I can't imagine how stressful that is. It is. It's very stressful. And it's like a constant in my mind having to remind myself not to do certain things. Well, it's, it's like, I'm at, I'm going to give an example that I have no knowledge of or whatever, but I imagine Mm -hmm. like someone with Asperger's Mm -hmm. who is not, so far removed, like actually is aware mm-hmm. that they have a difference, is aware that there's something going on. Right. Not comparing anxiety to Asperger's, I'm right. just saying like, but to have to have that much control over thinking about, mm-hmm. okay, how do I use my social skills? Mm-hmm. How do I, 
interact? Like, do mm-hmm. I shake that person's hand? Do right. I? Like, it just takes things so that come naturally to others. To so many other people, it's a force. It's a forced thing, which then, when it's forced, can also come across as awkward, as awkward, or not actual, actually or not genuine, genuine. Yeah, to to the person that you're trying to convey no, makes... to. And like like we talked about in the last episode was that date that I had. Like I. I was really trying. Like I said, we sat at the bar, so I turned towards him. And eye contact, which eye contact is extremely difficult for me. It makes me very uncomfortable. Really, Um, It is nothing to do with the person that I'm trying to engage with. It is my own personal. Well, but I I find that interesting because you and I are sitting here Mm -hmm. having 100% eye contact. But I look away a lot. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You may not notice it because I'm more comfortable with you. Okay. But there is a point where I cannot. Yeah, like, but I, I do that too. I think anybody, yeah. everybody yeah. looks away at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I definitely do that. But I think serious, in-depth eye contact right. can be really kind of creepy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't stand, like, stand no, with, some, if like. If someone is, like, way yeah. too eye contact, it's like, you're a serial killer. Or too close to me. Oh, no, no, I can't handle. Soccer? I have a bubble. Oh no! This is, this is my dance space. <laughs> this is my dance space. This is your dance space. That shows our age, our generation. Yes. Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Um, if you don't get that, though. no, absolutely. No, I agree with that yeah. for sure. Yeah. But there is an intimacy with eye contact. Mm-hmm. But I don't get that from you. Like I don't feel like you look away from me. Not now. But yeah, when, <laughs> when there's a first. <laughs> When there's a first meeting or even like a first couple of times that I'm with sure. until I get comfortable with somebody. And that's what like all through like high school and stuff. And I've told you this before. Everybody thought I was a bitch because oh, well, sure. I was this- confident, but I didn't talk a lot. I didn't really make eye contact with people. I didn't look down. I wasn't like curled up in a right, ball. Right. I was looking. like had you my head held very up. confident. Right. Like, oh, I'm better than you. Listen, they but thought it wasn't I was a because, bitch too. But it wasn't because I didn't want to engage with people as I physically you didn't, couldn't. Couldn't. No, yeah. I get it. No. Until I, I was comfortable with people and then I completely released. Like yeah, I'm like absolutely. totally fine. It's that comfort zone that I have to get through. Well, um, I was I was considered so I, I talked about it in the resting bitch face episode. Like I used to have one. I don't anymore because I actually was kind of forced to stop that mm-hmm. because in high school. So our high school, my high school, had um, sororities, mm-hmm. which is so so foreign to me. Like I've never ever. Heard I know of high school and, and for high sororities. schools to have sororities and fraternities, it's nuts. Yeah. So my sophomore year of high school, we had sororities and fraternities. Um, the fraternities were, like, banished by my junior year. So, mm. like, I only had one year of fraternities. They had been going on for decades. But mm. anyway, the haze. Your class that. did them in. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. When that was the next, no, the next year we still had them. By my mm. senior year, they were gone. Mm. Sororities still lingered. They're gone now, too. Mm. That's all gone. Good. But probably No, it is a, good. Yeah. But my office... My senior year of high school mm-hmm. in my sorority was Queen of the Nile, mm-hmm. which was basically biggest bitch. You know me. Mm. I'm not that person. Mm. But what it broke down to was most intimidating. Right. But it's voted on not by like the masses or the pledge class. It was voted on by the 
like the graduating class, right? Like the friends, the peers. Mm-hmm. They voted me in, and I was like, "What?" If that had been a thing, I've, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten. Oh, that totally, and that's <laughs> absolutely. But what was funny about it was that the they they voted me into that, but then my actual friends were like thought laughing. It was the funniest yeah. thing in the world because it was super softy, mm. like. But I had the resting bitch face mm. or whatever. And we did the whole, like, you know, days to confuse, like, fry like bacon. We had the field day. We did mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was the most lenient one. I was like, I'm the worst yeah. queen of the Nile ever. Mm. <laughs> like, I suck at this. But it just, you know, it, it's, we're, we're, I'm deviating off of, of the anxiety stuff. But it's, it's a, a way you are perceived by your peers. It's mm-hmm. a way that you interact with people. And they, they perceived me to be something that I wasn't. Right. And I'm I'm perceived as something that I'm not a lot in life. And no, it's not something that I've ever been and... able to shake um, or get over. There are times that it's easier and I deal with it better than other times. It kind of depends on where I'm at in my life um, and the, the situation that I'm in. But it is it can be debil- debilitating. It is very difficult. And with the subjects that we've kind of been touching on with dating, it's very difficult. Well, and that's what I And a lot of things you. have been brought up to me that I'm like Well, is what? it hard to yeah. hear that? It is. It's like like what we were we were talking about right before we started was, you know, that you know, people tell me all the time, Well, I didn't think you were interested. And that, that's hard to, like, yeah. when you're putting yourself out there as much as you can and then still be told that. No, don't get upset. I'm trying. No, it's okay. I, I mean, but I get it. I, yeah. I, I get where that would be really difficult and really hard to to deal with. And I, I don't understand the social anxiety because I, I don't have it. Mm. But I'd like to understand it more. And a lot of people don't, which is why we wanted to do this. Right. Absolutely. And this is a tough subject. And it's, you know, it's hard for you to talk about. And I, because I'm so ignorant on all of it, (laughs) went on to Google and I've printed out um, a book. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) She's like, this is what I got. I was like, Like, oh, okay. (laughs) So today. it tells um, you how much information there is out there. A little bit of a side note. I'm I'm changing jobs. And so today was my last day at my my current job. And I start a new one soon. So she used all her paper. So I used all (laughs) her paper and um, my time to Google. I did some work. You did a little bit. A little bit. A okay. little bit of work. But mostly I was looking into anxiety. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, I printed all this stuff. One-sided, not double-sided. That's right. I yeah. used all the paper. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, but I also then actually had to do work at work today. Yeah. On my last day. Really? <sighs> so I didn't get a chance to read the things that I printed off. But... We're going to talk about it a little bit. But honestly, I'm just curious about it. Again, I said I have anxiety over finances. I think everybody has a touch of anxiety with some sort of subject. Was it yesterday that I texted Mm -hmm. you and was like, my heart is racing? Mm -hmm. And I I knew that I was leaving my job. Mm -hmm. My bosses knew. Like, it was was done. But I literally, at like 11 a.m., my heart started 
pounding in my chest out of control. Right. And it's not something you can control. And I, but I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Everybody knew. Mm-hmm. My coworkers knew. Mm-hmm. I knew. The bosses knew. Like, the job is, the new job that I'm going to, it's set. Like, mm-hmm. it's all, everything's secure. Mm-hmm. But I had this, like, almost like a panic attack. Right. And it is kind of like a panic attack. And anxiety is a chemical imbalance. It's when the chemicals in your brain change. And there's something in your, your body chemistry that produces that, that change. Um, whatever situation you're put in, whatever thoughts may be going through your mind, and you may not even be, it may not be conscious thoughts, but they're present. And that changes the balance and the chemical reaction in your brain that causes the outward signs of anxiety, panic attacks, it's heart It's so unnerving when you... Yeah. I literally had no warning. Like, it was right. for two hours, mm-hmm. three hours of the day, mm-hmm. totally fine. Yeah. And then just, like, wham, mm-hmm. hit with it. And I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, looking at the, like, what, what just happened? Right. Well, when I was in finance, it was such a very high stress level, oh, sure. constant go, never stop type job. I'd have anxiety attacks, panic attacks. Ty- tax every day after work it was like as soon as i'd get once it was done as soon as i would get in the car on my drive home it was like the release of that's debilitating of it it yeah every almost every day it was like my my body finally could catch up with the process that i had just had to go through that's like when i get a migraine yeah like it's that kind of thing like stress 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 builds and Mm -hmm. then when the stress is over mm -hmm. then i get the migraine right and it's your body's way of and instead of being reacting. able to celebrate it, it's like, yeah. oh no, I'm gonna fuck you up some more. Yeah, I'm gonna put, <laughs> put you in you bed on. for eight hours. Right. Like, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. It's it's such an uh, interesting is the terrible way to put it, but it's I am interested. Like, it's crazy why, how our body why it reacts to yeah, how and, that and why certain people have it more than others, than others for sure. Yeah. And different situations. Right. And it's absolutely something I cannot control. Like, what we were talking about, for instance, um, I think you brought it up in the last episode or maybe the one before, where we were, you were saying that it's so interesting to you that I can get up in front of people and like, yeah. sing and play the guitar and stuff. Yeah. But when I do it on my own, like, I have, and my body breaks down to a point that I cannot can't do it and I have no control of it it does not matter if I tell myself a hundred times you can do this or I or I practice it a million times but you know what's interesting to me is that you can record yourself yes at home Mm -hmm. alone Mm -hmm. and you can do whatever the app was that you sang with people Mm -hmm. like what is that app Uh, it's uh smule is what it's called smule smule s-m-u-l-e I don't know if that's how it's but you're you you sing with a stranger Mm mm-hmm and you can see that stranger, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of FaceTiming or whatever yeah. on an app, but it's like it's just it's separate. It's, it's separate, separate. from mm-hmm. actual real mm-hmm. life and not live singing right to people in mm-hmm. the congregation or audience. I mean, my or, whole body will start shaking. My hands start sweating. Like it's un- like it, it. I can have no control over it whatsoever yeah, but you were doing the music with josiah before i started with you 
Yeah, I mean, but, the, it, but because I was doing it, you with, had it with yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. But I mean, you remember like Christmas Eve last year where I did the song by myself, my whole body was was shaking. Well, you won't have to be by yourself this year. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's just certain situations that no matter how confident I am about it, how much I practice, whatever I have, you know, telling myself in my head, my body takes over and I have no control. Okay. Over it at all. No, I get it. Now, obviously, there are medications to counteract that. Yeah, but... The, I'm, and I'm, I, I was on um, Prozac for many, many years before I had children. I stopped taking it when I got pregnant with my son. All right, well, how was your reaction to Prozac? Because I actually was on Prozac my sophomore year of high school, and I didn't give a shit about well, anything. I was put on it at all when I was in that job with finance and and because I think it was so high stress and my anxiety was so high mm-hmm. that it brought me down to where I needed to be okay. instead of below where I needed to be. Um, it did help a lot. Okay. Um, my mother was on it for years and so then of course back you know God 25 years ago mm-hmm. there were the weren't that many options of right. drugs and so I was not doing well I was stressed whatever so mom took me to or mom and dad to be mm-hmm. a doctor and they're like Prozac and she's like well I'm on that yeah let's do that for her mm-hmm. and I was like what mm-hmm. and then took it and then literally didn't give a shit <laughs> because you didn't have an leveling I was not high that enough you needed no. that type and of so medication and so I just dropped down like mm-hmm. whatever yeah everything's fine everything's great Mm -hmm. like i just didn't care about anything i mean i was functioning right but i just didn't i had no stress Mm -hmm. in terms of grades yeah like i got a bad grade whatever yeah like i literally went numb yeah was happy yeah (laughs) was really happy life was good i mean like everything's great whatever i got a d (laughs) okay Um, not good. Not yeah. good. No, that's not good. <laughs> you were <laughs> below the threshold. I was there. way below. Did not email on that. Mm. Um, so, but there weren't that many other options to be mm-hmm. on. So, after sophomore year, I was taking off of that. Good. And then I was like, oh, okay. No, I actually can feel I'm again. right back. And I care. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, I'll get good grades. And yeah. it'll be fine. Um, or decent grades. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I cared again. Like mm-hmm. I, I really kind of lost a year of just not yeah. feeling. So I'm, I'm weary of medication. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think I'm in a position where I need it. Like right. I'm, I'm not depressed. I'm not right. Whatever. Do I have moments of depression? Mm. Absolutely. Right. Do I have moments of feeling incredibly insecure, mm-hmm. incredibly low? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, uh, yes. People, um, they miss. I don't know what the word is. Like, Misdiagnose? Mi- or well, they misconstrue. think that their, de- their anxiety is actually depression because it has some of the same oh, similar... Oh, they're so different though, aren't they? Not really. There's some... There's similar... Um, like, with anxiety, you have the self-doubt and the... the, um, the they are different, obviously, okay. but a lot of people will put their anxiety off as, well, I'm just going through a rough phase or I'm just going through this particular thing and that's what's giving me anxiety and when I get through this I'll be fine. No I do do that yeah like if I've if I've got like a low point Mm -hmm. happening I will feel anxious but I also recognize the fact okay I'm low right now Mm -hmm. 
And then I go just to my my safe zone of what I figured out in the past 40 years of what kind of brings me out of it mm-hmm. is my own personal regimen of prayer and, mm-hmm. and just different things, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize the fact that it's not going to be an immediate fix. Right. Like, take the time, take the minute, mm-hmm. take the few weeks right. to to think about it. Yeah. Be aware of it. You know, talk to friends. Be open about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I did learn because early in my life, earlier in my like adult life, I would close everybody off. Yeah. That is no way to fix things. No. You've got to have people I to talk to. I do that quite a bit. Yes, you do. Um, but that's part of, you know, the anxiety. Sure. Well, you're not sure if people will accept it or understand. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times I close myself off when, when I'm in a, like, a real, uh, I want to say a bad point, but a, a when I, my anxiety is at a high because I feel like I don't want to burden people with that. No, I get it. I don't want to bring everybody else down. I get it. With that, especially if people close to me are in a good place, you know, or are doing or in a bad place. Or even yeah, in a bad place too. Like, you know, and I'm I'm a fixer and I'm a protector, so I kind of let everybody else's lives keep living sure. and just keep mine to myself. No, I get it. I mean, when I, I was off. going through my divorce or just prior to and and during the separation, not the divorce, but the mm-hmm. separation p- period of time, nobody knew. Mm. Nobody knew. One one friend knew. Yeah. One friend knew. And the rest of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And when I called them and said, I'm leaving him. Mm-hmm. It's done. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. They were so shocked. That's how now, they exactly. knew that things weren't great, mm-hmm. but they had no idea it had reached that point, mm-hmm. except for that one friend. And they were upset with me. Mm-hmm. But I had kept it in because I just didn't want to put it yeah. on them. Right. And it was an anxiety issue. It was mm-hmm. more of a just... Don't want to put the. I don't yeah. want to put this pressure on you or make mm-hmm. you have to choose sides or decide right. or 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 worry about. Don't worry about me. Right. I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Just this mm-hmm. is what's happening, and and they were really angry. I mm. mean, in a supportive way, but like, mm. yeah, we are your friends. We yeah. should have known this. You've hidden this for so long. We right. we could have been there for you, and and they're right. Yeah, I should have. Right. Yeah. But I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get the kind of keeping it. Closing off. And then it's hard to talk about, too. It's like you don't well, it's, want to, you don't want to almost, you don't want to recognize it. feel like a it. failure. A little That's a really, like, kind of a bit. harsh way to put it, but it, it feels like a failure. A little bit, yeah. Especially yeah. if a lot of other things in your life are going well. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And this one particular area. You sound like that, you're needy or Mm -hmm. like prima donna whatever like no Mm. this is a big part of my life this is a real thing that's a real feeling going on and 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 i can and another reason i close off is because i can tend to um get in 
to myself and think more of something than it is. Okay. And so I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't know how to put it. Like some, I don't want that reaction from people. What do you mean the reaction? Like, or a, well, just get over it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Do you think that's because what you would say? No, I don't know. Sometimes that's, yes. Okay. Sometimes yes. I feel like that's what's gonna gonna people because that's what people say. Especially okay. Especially with like relationships. Like oh well, it'll be fine. You know, you'll find somebody else. There's not. It's not a big deal. You. you I'm you probably all, guilty. Or of you that, only. You know, you were only seeing him for this X amount of time. You but know, the feelings there's are other still pe- valid. But yeah, the feeling is still there, and it's not something I necessarily can control. So people telling me that doesn't make it any better it hurts. and it doesn't yeah. make it any easier because then it just makes me feel like my feelings aren't valid or that I'm not um, looking at a situation correctly. Mm-hmm. So, well, not correctly, but, but you have a different, they have a different view rather right. of it than they're not living your life. Or that they I'm being don't... dramatic about a situation that isn't a big deal. Or shouldn't well, be a it's big, big deal. deal to you, right? No, I I, I understand that. So, and actually, and, I mean, you, because no, of well, no, I think I think I may have done that too a couple of times, and I want to apologize if <laughs> I ever have. Is <laughs> I mean, it's but in a lot of what I feel is my anxiety, and if I didn't have the anxiety, maybe I would just brush these things off. But it's not something that well, I can control. It doesn't dismiss the fact that what you're feeling is valid, right? It is what you're living it is it is happening and needs to be validated right i mean period i mean i i I don't know if i did anything but i I very much want to apologize (laughs) don't do that okay if i have ever let's get on to like some facts about like let's just talk about like like anxiety with dating so i found this really fun um uh book (laughs) (laughs) so many many pages dating anxiety in the age of tinder Uh, because that's where we're at that's uh, yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so here's this section i'm I'm skipping the intro because it's all a bunch of blah and we're not doctors, so we're just going to tell oh, you, no, like... Oh, no, no. We're going to... We're not going to diagnose anybody. We just anybody. portray them on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to diagnose anybody, and we're not going to tell you how to deal with it. We're just going to tell you what it looks like, okay. basically. So, social anxiety. Social anxiety is just that. It is the anxiety <laughs> or fear that you might feel in various social situations where people meet individually or in groups. Mm-hmm. Most of us have felt that from time to time. It's not a real problem if your social anxiety generally is low to moderate. That's me. Mm, right. That's not you. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> if that's the case, you will likely function fairly well in these situations. <laughs> if you tend towards being more shy, Abigail, <laughs> it will take more effort to become comfortable in one-to-one or group settings. Right. I would... Knowing you, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's very simply put. It is very. I mean, this is, yeah. yeah. This is this is a Googled. That has, um, that doesn't say anything about, like, what that person is actually feeling or going no. through. 
and why you know why well, they feel the way the that next they do. section yeah. is why we feel social anxiety okay all right <laughs> now keep in mind everyone listening i have not read this previously this <laughs> so we don't really know what this information I, is i did my due diligence and i googled this and i printed it and then went all of my day and then thought It'd be a great did idea did you bring to, the papers in with the 10 things huh? or did you put those out there the, in the kitchen did the 10 like the 10 what we just went through before we started. Oh, they're um, in the kitchen. Okay. We'll have to get We may have to minute. pause in a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, why we feel social anxiety. The reason we feel anxiety is because we get scared. True. Here's why. We want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. It's natural for us to want to be received well and liked. Mm-hmm. When that becomes our obsession and keeps us from dating, then it becomes a problem. Very true. Yes. Sometimes, because of our fear, we may also feel that we need to control every situation we're in. Oh, my God. That is so true. I try to control everything. I, listen, I'm... I, I read She's pointing at me I, and y'all I, I was. No, I, I'm sorry. Oh, honey, you know that's true. I know. I know okay. all of these things about myself. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't want to hurt your feelings anyway, no, no. but I'm kind yes. of like, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Um, this obsession to control every aspect of our social relationships typically leads to even more anxiety. Yep. Because deep down inside, we know we can't control everything. Nope. We get more anxious about this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, all right. Which brings up a good point about the controlling thing is that um, we, you know, when... When I'm in a relationship or just dating or whatever, um, and I'm unsure of where the guy stands, I overdo to take, try to take the control back. Yeah, but what do you mean by overdo? Like, like I instead of just being patient and waiting, like I've been told I need to do, relaxed and groovy. Yeah, be patient and wait. Um, for things to just gradually happen, I am, I go after it. You're forcing it. I force it. I want to make things happen. I feel like I can't sit still. We've talked about it before. Honestly, right. we talked about it on the podcast or not, but you and I privately have talked about, like, you You are definitely, it's the same thing with, like, you texting mm-hmm. first and me being anti that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's, you are kind of trying to control that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to... I have to control everything in my life. Right. So, do you see Because the, if I don't, problem? if I don't, then I feel out of control. Right. But do you see possibly... Oh, I, I know that that can right. be an issue okay. with, with the person that I'm with or friends or... Right. But so, so for you to... This is being way more deep than I thought we would be on this one, but let's just dive into it. So, to to let go of that control, mm-hmm. like it's, what de- it, it's debilitating. So, what does it do? Do to that you? gives me extreme anxiety. Like I feel completely. I think of okay. Think of how you feel on a roller coaster. I don't like roller coasters. Okay. <laughs> you don't like roller, don't coasters, like roller coasters, coasters because you're out of, out of control. control. Yeah. No, you're right. Think about that feeling 
and your everyday life. Everything that's you not, do, you feel like you're on a roller coaster. That's not pleasant And at if all. you don't have control, that's how you feel. Well, you've, you've had me as a passenger in your car, and I hit the imaginary brake. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like I, I'm not driving, right. so I'm not in control. Right. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. But just think about that feeling, having that feeling in everything you do. Okay, so taking that information, what do you do to have a successful relationship? Is it just, and let me put this out there, is it just you've got to find the right person who actually accepts some all of, of that and of just says, you know what, like uh, Chandler and Monica, mm-hmm. and she's high maintenance or whatever. Right. And he was like, I like maintaining you. Right. It's probably the sexiest line mm-hmm. in that entire series. And it is. And I mean, and that's that's the thing. It's, it takes somebody, and we've talked about this, me being an introverted person and having the social anxiety that it takes an extrovert to for me to feel comfortable. And it takes that, it takes a certain personality. I can't be friends with everybody, no matter how hard I try. Because not everybody is going to understand how I am. It takes a certain person. And that's why, like, you have tons of friends. Like, oh, well. And I have a set few. It's because only a set few can I relate to or can relate to me. Okay. And understand me and accept me. So, it it is going, it does take. Now, you know your friend group's bigger because you got my friends too. Well, yeah, but probably wouldn't have those friends without you as that buffer to for me to feel comfortable enough okay. to no, open I, up I, with I, them. I, I get that. I understand to that. Get in to sure. that, you know, because I just can't open up that way. So it takes that extrovert, that that certain person that can look past the the introverted part of me or the social anxiety part of me and get me to open up quicker. Because once I, if you can get me to open up quicker, then you see the true me, the more comfortable, the more released, the less controlled person. Mm -hmm. It's when, and and in in a relationship, it takes a lot of um, reassurance from Mm -hmm. the other person. If I am ever in doubt I feel like I've lost control, and that's when the anxiety takes over. If I'm ever in doubt of how that person feels about me, that's when I lose control of the situation, and that's when things blow up. Okay, so with that, what, if anything, can be done? Like, do you think there's anything you can do on your own? Have you well, thought about it or looked into it? I like, mean, I on a daily basis and and. Yeah, but, but without giving yourself self-doubt, like just ways well, and, and of, I don't, how I'm, do you encourage your own self-worth? How do you... Well, see, it's not like that for me because I am a very confident person. You are and very confident. I I mean, you're am, very bold. I mean, the freaking mm. meathead or whatever, you yeah. freaking mama bared me and I loved it. <laughs> I mean, but, right. but you, you have... That, that's what's interesting to me is that that strength is there. Mm-hmm. You have it. Right. Your your protectiveness, your loyalty, your love, your devotion to friends, to to anyone who would be blessed to be in your life, it's absolutely there. 
So it's it's hard for me as an extrovert mm-hmm. to see you then become so insecure in yourself because what I see mm. is not what you see. But see, I'm not I'm not in it's I'm not insecure in myself because through it all I'm still even if I'm in doubt of how the guy feels about me, I still know that I'm worth good it. enough. You're you're and that I'm worth of it. value. And I have never ever viewed myself as less than. less than or I never view myself whatever the another person is viewing of me or I think may be viewing of me doesn't affect how I view myself well explain that to me though I know that sounds that's really, really odd. That's very contradictory I want I, I want acceptance and I, I well what I want is to know constantly how the other person feels okay you know that's kind of hard to come by though yes Okay. Oh, I understand this. <laughs> I okay. understand as all of this. As long as you this. know, that's a little bit difficult. But to... I also don't have, like, if somebody doesn't like me, I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm me. I'm who I am. Right. I don't apologize for it. Right. Um, it's when I don't know. It's the control. You don't like me. I know you don't like me. Why? I'm fine. But why? I'm not, I, know, I don't even care why. I'm fine. You don't like me, I'm fine. Okay. If you like me, I'm fine. It's when I don't know whether you like me or not. Okay, so... That I'm uncomfortable. And not to be... Like, it's that middle ground, and that's what, what that where social zone. anxiety is. Okay. When you're first meeting someone, you do not know how they feel about you. Okay, when we first met. Right. I got a very standoff vibe from you. Mm-hmm. Were you figuring me out? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know How long did it take? whether you would like me or not. I don't know how long it took for us to, like, not long. It wasn't long. Because, I mean. But we had, but you're an extrovert. Yes. You dug through my barriers because of the situation, how we met through church. We had a lot of mutual. Yep. You knew that obviously, if these people liked me, that there's something about me, mm-hmm. and you had people telling you y'all should yeah. interact. So you had some basis to go off of. Had you met me in a completely different situation, I still would dug through. I don't, I don't know. You maybe you would have, and that I'm I'm hoping you would have. No, but I, I, there's a lot of people that won't take that time. No, I, I get that. I get that, and. You know, today, my last day at work, um, there's, you know, a number of women at my, at, at, at the office, and they all have very different personalities. Um, a couple of them are kind of hard to get to know. Right. But I figured out day one when I started there, these are tough cookies. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to put themselves out there. Right. But my goal mm-hmm. was... They're going to like me. Mm-hmm. They're going to... I remember that conversation we uh-huh. had about They're it. They're going to yeah. be my friends. Right. Done. And within a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> so that's everything. <laughs> and we're buddies. And we hugged goodbye today. Yeah. And like, I'm staying in touch and whatever. And yeah. and I love it. But yeah, that's my personality mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to take, I'm going to find the hardest person in the room mm-hmm. who's the most walled off. 
and you're gonna like me. Mm-hmm. Now, when I get anxiety, is when I try my hardest, and <laughs> they the person like doesn't you. like me. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? How did it? Everybody likes me. <laughs> I'm super nice and fun. <laughs> What's happening? And um, it's happened a couple times in my yeah. life, and yeah. in 40 years, a couple times. That's not bad. That's not bad. And they were shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So it is the middle ground, the undecided, no, the unknown. It. It's the unknown for me. Everything is the unknown. Like okay, when my son was diagnosed, mm-hmm. my way of dealing with it was to find out as much information as I could and immediately take action. That's because that's, that's all wonderful. I know to do. Yeah, that's that's the control. I have control of this. I'm not going to dwell on it. I, I mean, I had my moment. Sure, but I'm going to take control of it now. I now know what to do. And here I go. It's the unknown that that portion of his life when we were trying to figure out what was going on that was debilitating. Mm-hmm. So it's the unknown for me. Okay. I have to know. I have to have control okay. over whatever it is. Okay. And I understand that in life you don't have control over anything. It, I mean, no, you, you really, really don't. You no, don't. I agree. Um, but it's, you know, in my mind, I have control over certain things. And then there's some things that I don't, I mean, I have need to well, have I control over, but you, they aren't as prominent well, yeah, as things that but I, I think with you, it's like when, when you are kind of out of control, whether mm-hmm. it's dating or whatever, mm-hmm. your anxiety kicks up, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. but then it's. I don't, I don't know as your friend, I don't know how to talk you down from it. Right. And I want to. Right. But I have absolutely no... Like basis to I go off got of. No ba- I have mm-hmm. no parameters yeah. to, to help you. And so what I might say to you may sound condescending like, oh, get over it. It's not what I mean. Right. I don't know if I've said that to you or not, but I, I just... I don't think you've ever told me just to get over something. No. <laughs> I really hope I haven't. But I'd, I'd be thinking it, mm-hmm. possibly. Mm-hmm. But I literally, I have no, I, and I'm a fixer too. Mm-hmm. I want to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Like, I, I want to be friends with everybody and make everybody happy and keep right. the peace and be a li- liaison and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know what to say to bring you to a comfortable right. place. Yeah. And, but I've stopped worrying about that as much here probably the past six months or so because I realize this is her process mm-hmm. and just be there. Right. And there's really nothing that you can say That's or do. what I was um, figuring. It's until I get control back over my feelings or whatever the situation is that's going on, it won't go away. So there's really no like fixing it or the right word. Now, you know, like we were talking about with medication and stuff, there are things that help me. I'm not on any like um, prescription medication. I do take some some supplements every now and then that do help. Um, but they're they're not going to help the overall issue. Change who you are. Well, they're not, what they'll do is like, 
they'll help like in a social situation. Like there's times like if I'm going um, uh, to a certain, uh, like with my work and I've got a little bit of anxiety about talking to a particular client or something, a little nervous about the situation, that I'll take one of these supplements and it helps just calm me, put sure. me on a level okay. where, um, so it helps with that. Now, when I get into a kind of funk with a situation that is an ongoing kind of situation, there's nothing that's going to help that until I gain control over those feelings again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something you gotcha. deal with. So, okay, on to the next thing. All right. <laughs> anyway. This is going to be a long podcast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, oh, all right. How to erase your pre-date anxiety. When you arrive at the stage, it's time to stop and take a deep breath. Shrug your shoulders. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking back to the Stuart Smalley. I am good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I am smart enough. Yes. And Say all of that. Doggone it. Shrug your shoulders, <laughs> slow down your breathing, and try to relax. <laughs> there are a number of things you can do to lower your anxiety. Here are some of those tips that my single clients have found very helpful. Okay. Take the focus off of you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, that's not written. Well, the thing I, is, I just, I just added that. Part. Oh, you added that? I was fixing to say because the focus isn't on me. My focus no, is no, on. No, no, the, the title is Take the Focus Off You. I added the whatever. Well, that's funny because the focus is never on me. My anxiety comes in meeting another person. Yeah, but that puts it on you. <sighs> okay, go ahead. No, but it, you're, you're worried about your perception of how you'll be presented to that person. No. I'm worried about what they're... I mean, no, because you're fucking fabulous. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, I mean, obviously they're going to like me. I'm hot. Well, no. They're not, <laughs> they're not obviously going to like me, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't care if they like me or not. Yes, you do. I do, kind of. Don't but, lie. But, like, it's not that, though, it, that gives me social anxiety. It's it's having to talk to them that gives me the social anxiety. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I apologize for laughing, but that was a ridiculous statement. I mean, I want to go on a date, but I want to talk to them. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody on a daily basis. Like, really, honestly, well, you talk to me every day. So. Uh, you make me. I do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> don't you forget it. Anyway. anyway, first, when on a date. We're talking on the phone prior to a date. <laughs> this is such bullshit. Okay. <laughs> great. No, no, it's fun. We're it's giving fun. great advice. No, this is, well, this is all on Google. You can find it yourself. Um, <laughs> a great way to, inter- to reduce your anxiety about dating is to take the focus off yourself. Okay. Asking questions and finding out what your date is interested in is the best way to do this. Uh, is this like a but that's date? the problem like we can't talk to people like your anxiety takes over and you I can't even think of no. questions to ask somebody no, I literally I'm reading this because this is the stupidest yeah response like stupidest advice I've ever heard oh take note of the hobbies they listed in their profile obviously I know that's nobody what nobody lists do. hobbies in their profile most of the guys I go out with don't say anything in their profile no 
No. I mean, I know my profile when I had it just said, just giving this a try. (laughs) I literally said nothing. Yeah. But I don't want the entire freaking Mm -hmm. See, where I have like a book because I want everybody to know exactly (laughs) what I want. (laughs) Sorry. That's terrible. That is so funny. I say, I have one line. Just trying this out. And you've got a book. Because I want everybody to know up front. Here's, here's the this is who I am. But here's the best part about it. Is that you then meet them and won't say anything. Right. And I meet them I'm like, blah. Here's my life. Here's my history. I know. Once I trust you. I mean, it yeah. takes that. But like, I won't write a bunch. Uh. But if you meet me, yeah, I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you right up front. <laughs> And then, like, listen, then don't talk to me again. <laughs> listen, on the first date, did you read my profile? Yeah. Like, you, well, so, then we're so good. Then so we, we, don't, we don't need to talk. We don't need like, to talk. You just I mean, are you me, right? Me? I, I think you're attractive. We can kiss later, maybe. Um, do you like shellfish? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're allergic to shellfish, you're out. It's not going to go anywhere. Done. <laughs> Okay, Jackson needs to be let out, and we need to get the stuff from the kitchen. So we're going to pause for a second. We'll be right back. (laughs) All right. Okay, so we ditched that uh, crap that Megan was reading because... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I Googled a bunch of stuff today. Yeah. So um, she had actually uh, printed out something else that she had left in the kitchen when we started recording, so we paused to go get that because it's a little bit more... Hits the nail on the head a well, little bit Well, it's more better. scientific. Right. Well, it's just what what it, what it is is 11 signs uh, your anxiety is affecting your dating life. Um, which, you know, if you have anxiety and you're listening, you you know exactly what we're talking about. because So it, enlighten it did, me because, again, I printed yeah. it. I didn't read it. Well, I'll just read the 11 signs and then we'll go through. I do not have all, all 11 okay. of these and some of them do not pertain to me at all. But um, one is a UIC. You expect bad things to happen. You don't feel present during the date. You bail on dates right and left. Your head is full of negative self-talk. You aren't fully aware of your options. You've been told frequently that you didn't have a connection. Mm. Your anxiety is creating physical symptoms. You're nervous, you, you're nervous to put yourself out there. Your self-esteem is easily easily damaged. You assume every date was a complete failure. So that is the 11 that are on here. Now, okay, so which ones? The ones that don't necessarily pertain to me, one that right off the bat is your self-esteem is easily damaged. Um, yes, I care. I'm joking earlier that I don't care whether they like me or not. Yes, I care. Yes, you care. But it doesn't damage what I think about myself. Now, there are times that... Are you sure? I mean, I'm not saying, like, I, I'm disagreeing with well, you. Well, there, there are you times... You have self-doubt sometimes yes, I after do. a, a yeah. failed experience. Right. But I've never, which, which like... Who, what human doesn't Right. I mean, yeah, everybody that. has that. I mean... Um, you know, especially if it's somebody that you really like and well, my, not even my, if you really like them like I, I i can understand it like even if you don't like them that much if, if they well if you're getting rejected over and over and over obviously yes then it's going to be upsetting i 
you know, I'm not getting rejected over and over and over. But um, I think my the the it's not so much self esteem because I feel like self esteem is how you project yourself to others, how you like feel about yourself in in the world and where it's it's more of well you a, know you're intelligent you know you're productive you know you're a good parent you know right you are are valued you know that you give value yeah. to people around you it's like, more of a not, just a not, rejection type feeling yeah um, it's hurtful it's just hurtful yeah like you know and, like i'm I, I think i'm a good person this person rejected me mm-hmm. that hurts mm-hmm. it doesn't crush you yeah but it it's and it doesn't it, it doesn't tend to hurt me until it's like been maybe you know m- more dating has gone on you know if it doesn't work out on the first date oh okay no. I, I, you i'm know, with you like i i, I don't gonna kill me no. um i'll move on to the next one you know it's yeah. not that's not the de- debilitating you know when you're in a relationship and then uh yeah you're rejected that but that yeah. that's with everybody so that's that, 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 you a, know that's, a that's human... one off the the yeah. top that if, you know kind of if you of don't is, feel that yeah then you may be a cyborg or uh, is that isn't yeah. that like a robot yeah. yeah yeah I think that's the word I'm not really sure but um, it might be like the 80s term for it maybe now it's AI yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one was last one that I read uh, uh, you assume every date is going to be a complete failure I, I don't assume that no. I don't go into dating assuming no. that everything is right. going to be bad and wrong and Can I just put a little side note on that one yeah so when I had my first date with the guy I'm seeing right now <laughs> who you went out with mm-hmm. I arrived at the restaurant um, moments after he did but he stayed in his car and I texted him and said are you here and he said yes I'm, I'm here and I said okay I'll see you inside so I assumed he was inside and I don't know if it was because I knew, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I, I was just really comfortable mm-hmm. and excited about it. Mm-hmm. And was so thankful to be out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yay, oh mm. my God, this is great. Get me out of here. But, like, I walked in and said, I'm here to meet somebody. And was, like, kind of scanning mm-hmm. the restaurant. And then he literally walked in right behind me. So mm-hmm. he'd been sitting in his car. Mm-hmm. I turned around and he was like, he was kind of awkward a little bit. Yeah. Like, like, hi. Yeah. And I was like, hey! And like, hugged him yeah. and whatever. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, we're friends. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we got through the whole date, but I was like super comfortable. Yeah. Like, so happy. And of course, I talk incessantly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, he did not talk incessantly. He, he's a pretty quiet guy. Mm-hmm. But So you can see where it did not go well with he and I. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but you kicked his ass I did. in, um, well, oh, see, what was it? Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yes, yes, that's exactly. We went to Paramount, which is a restaurant here in Birmingham that has video games in the it's back like of the restaurant. It's like an adult showbiz. Yeah. Without pizza. It was so fun, and yeah, I kicked his ass repeatedly, not just once or twice. No, no. Repeatedly. He and used then, those exact words later when we talked about I it. I went and got more quarters so I could continue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, there's great. that. 
But. We had no students who were quiet, but it was, I was so happy to be there and be out of my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. You know, oh, you look, you're nice. Yeah. Yay. Yay. You're not. You're normal. Yay. Like a serial killer, rapist. Um, but it was really fun. But he said to me later, like, just kind of mentioned like my level of comfort. Because he said, yeah. he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hard to get to know, mm-hmm. but I'm comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, thank you. Exactly. My point, introvert, extrovert. It's no, the only way it I, works. I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think that is how it has to it's work. It's the only way it works. And you need, you need an extrovert. Yes, definitely. And you haven't found one yet. No. Well, well I have. you have, but he's, ugh, travels. <laughs> anyway, on, we're not talking about him tonight. Okay. Um, <laughs> Got it. Okay, so another one, you're nervous to put yourself out there. That is a, a big one. That's, that is, it, I mean, that kind of is what anxiety is. It is. I think you um, getting on dating sites in the first place mm-hmm. is a huge step forward for you. Well, so it's me recognizing, I mean, I obviously know that I have this, this issue and I'm not going to let it take me over to no, the point where I'm me. going to stay in my house and never be with anybody and not, you know... Um, which I find so all right, so you're, weird that she's the extrovert. Me. I know. <laughs> Homebody. This is what's crazy. I'm the extrovert, uh-huh. and I am perfectly happy to be in my house and never leave in my pajamas uh-huh. ever. The introvert, lovely friend that I have, it's like <laughs> I want to go out. I want to do whatever. No one talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I want to be home. I don't want to be alone. Home. But I don't like but people don't, and don't talk to but me. But don't touch me or talk to me ever. <laughs> I mean, you can because you came with me, but that's like, you're it. You're, you're the only one. Me, I'm like, hey, all of everyone in the world, come to my house. Mm-hmm. Come to my house. I'll welcome you in. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Can I just stay that's here? So funny. I just want to stay here yeah. in my jammies and my socks and mm-hmm. sweatpants. Like, that's great. I'll talk to all of you and love you all, but mm-hmm. don't make me leave this house. Yeah. <laughs> That is really funny. <laughs> We're, yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Okay, so another one, your anxiety is creating physical symptoms. So mine does. I do have heart palpitations. Okay, so is that quite like frequently. what I was experiencing yesterday? No, that's a panic attack. Heart palpitations oh. are actual uh, when your heart beats off rhythm. Oh, okay. Um, and you know when people say, like, when you're having a heart attack, you have to, like, instinctively cough. Like, you cannot help but cough. Heart palpitations will do the same thing to you. Like, because it what, what a cough does is gets your heart back into the correct rhythm. Oh, all right. So, there will be points in time. I can feel it. My heart will kind of flutter. Um, and then I'll get the feeling that I need to cough. And I cough doesn't necessarily make it go away i may have another flutter um but i get them quite frequently um i also have really low blood pressure oh very extremely low blood pressure like where it your a normal blood pressure is between 60 and it's like 180 over 20 well i'm talking i'm talking about heartbeat oh um is between uh like beats per minute a normal beats per minute is between 60 and 90, I think. 
and mine frequently when I'm in a resting state will go below 60 into like the 50s and I've had it go in like 45. You it's know been that like my, my resting heart rate is 110. So maybe it's higher than nine. I don't know what no, the no, high no, no. is. Mine is yeah. ridiculously high. high. Yeah. And we're in ninth grade health class and we all had to take our, mm-hmm. you know, do our your heartbeat, your heartbeat wrist, whatever. Yeah. And I wrote mine down and we all turned it in. And the health teacher was a coach yeah. at the junior high mm-hmm. who knew jack shit mm-hmm. about anything. My father was a physician, mm-hmm. FYI. And... um. I was 120, mm. and it was like sixth period or whatever. He lost it. Was like, that is too high, and you're gonna, oh my god, you you've got to go to the doctor. So I went home from school in a panic. <laughs> like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Oh my god, my health teacher coach said yeah. that my health, my heart rate is too high. I'm gonna die. And yeah. my dad, like when my, my mom was who was an RN when she worked and she was like, honey, you're fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where's dad? <laughs> I need a doctor. So he comes home and I'm like, dad, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Megan, your heart rate has been that or higher from the moment you were born. Mm. Like you're fine. Everyone has different heart rates. You're not going to die. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. Just relax. Right. You're fine. If you want to look at your medical history, we can show it to you. You have a high heart rate. It's fine. Okay. So 60 to 100 is a normal. Is normal. Oh, okay. Um, is, okay. So for age 40, a average maximum heart rate, which would mean if you were doing exercise or something like that, would be 180. Normal target heart rate would be between 90 and 153. So, oh, I'm good. You're good. Um, but mine regularly, not just every now and then, regularly, my resting, sitting there doing nothing, heart rate will drop. When I'm asleep, which is why I have a watch, when the, one of the reasons I got a watch um, was to regulate that. When I'm sleeping, I almost die, practically. That's not... <laughs> it's not good. Um, so, I, I regulate that. I got everything, you know, I, I know what, what's going on with all that. But anyway, that is symptoms of anxiety. Although Whereas is a symptom stress, of anxiety? It can be, yeah. You're just, you're the way your body processes so it. So when you actually rest, mm-hmm. your body is just so exhausted mm-hmm. that you it fully drops. rest yeah. everything mm-hmm. and just... Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but also have other issues like really low, which has nothing to do with anxiety, but I have really low iron, so my blood is really, really thin. Um, my mom told me one day, well, you're screwed if you ever get in a car accident. You're going to just bleed out on the scene because you're just going to die. <laughs> so Thanks. Like, Thanks, mom. Yeah. For your vote of confidence. Like, there's, there's not going to well, be. I hope I don't get that call because yeah. see you later. <laughs> yeah. You're done. I'll that see you at Heaven's Gates or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm <laughs> probably not ever going to have high blood pressure or, like, cholesterol issues because, oh, like, yeah, so that's good. But anyway. So, I do have uh, actual physical 
symptoms and issues, the heart palpitations being the main one. Um, let's see. You've been told frequently that you didn't have a connection. Well, we just went over that earlier that I'm told quite frequently right. that they didn't think that I was interested. That's and that's the body language and the outward signs of anxiety that sometimes I'm just not even aware of, even when I'm aware of what I'm trying to present to people. Um, you aren't fully aware of your options. I'm not really sure what that means. I don't know what that means either. I I don't like that one. I, I think Except that maybe that you it has something to do with control. Like you're not, you don't, you're not fully aware no, of. I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Yeah, no, we'll pass like that. that one up. Okay. So your head is full of negative self-talk. This one, yes, definitely. Um, and it's not so much about myself as much as it is about the, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain this one. Um, ne- negative self-talk. Um, I think I'm you constantly do that. doubting. No, I think you do that. My the situations or relationships that I'm in. I'm constantly worried about losing relationships or that I'm gonna do something. No, what to- you do is you if if you don't get the feedback immediately that I want that you want, mm-hmm. then you instantly go negative. negative they don't want me right you don't give them any time right i'm not saying that to hurt your feelings no. in any way mm-hmm. it's just a fact mm-hmm. so you listen you have immediate a, control well it's a yeah. delay of gratification right which i'm guilty of in other aspects not so much dating mm-hmm. but it's no that's what that is to mm-hmm. me it's a delay of gratification you want instant feedback right immediately right proof they like you. Mm-hmm. You're confirmed. You know, and if not, then it goes negative. Then you, then you just go absolutely like, negative, mm-hmm. self doubt. Then you're mad. Then if you do hear from them a little bit later, you're already pissed off at them. Yeah. So there's no hope. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to hurt you by that. No, like, you're not hurting me. I, I completely agree okay. with you. I, I'm just saying yeah. that's that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So something to think yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to fix me. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to fix you. (laughs) Okay. The next one is you bail on dates right and left. Now, I do not do this, but it's because I make a point not to do this. There's so, maybe not on dates because I actually do look forward to dates, but there's so many social interactions that I try to make up excuses in my head, not to other people that I don't want to go or I don't want to do or just you know activities. What, I do that too. There's a lot of activities that I will procrastinate on or like push off, you know, and not, or just decide not to do for fear of that social interaction with people. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't bail on dates per se. See, because I've, of, I've put so much time already probably sure. into like getting to know that person before the date. Yeah. So there is still already a level of a little bit of comfort there. Um, but in other social parts of my life, I will. Well, my, do that uh, for sure. I do this too. Um, and it's, it's completely and purely weather based. <laughs> Not anxiety based whatsoever. No. 
No, not anxiety. So we're totally different. But um, if it's cold and rainy, I'm not going. Or sunny and warm. She'll still stay home. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be on my back porch. Yeah. Um, People know. are welcome. Oh, no, anyone can come. <laughs> People are welcome. But, just so. Yeah, I'm just not leaving. Um, <laughs> You've got a whole other issue. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. Next one. Uh, <laughs> you don't feel present during dates. This one is an interesting one to me because there have been times that I did not feel like I was really there. And I was forcing, like, the interaction. Um, but I was not, like, this... Okay, well, so, I wasn't aware that that was well, anxiety-based. Well, were you going on dates that you maybe didn't really want to go on? Maybe. I, I don't know that, that, that it was anxiety-based. Or maybe I, I'm just not aware that it's anxiety-based. I, I don't well, know. I'll, I'll say this. Like, between the, the difference between us with mm-hmm. the online dating mm-hmm. is I've dated nearly no one. And you've gone <laughs> But, no, but I'm... You're <laughs> Let it out. Don't spit your wine out. But, I know. I'm trying to swallow. <laughs> but I'm super picky. Yeah. Well, and I'm picky, too. But you are, but not as picky as me. No. So there's a lot of people I've talked to and never go out with. Yeah. And I think you're more open to going out with somebody. Mm-hmm. So this one actually, I think, fits you more because it's just not present. You're then. going out with someone who. I think maybe, what they mean more by this is that you close yourself off. Yeah, but if I think you do that like, if you don't actually. I think you go out with people because, I mean, you've told me, like, you got to get out there. You got to just try. It's mm-hmm. quantity, not quality. <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't said like, that. You have said quantity. Well, anyway, but you are more open to just meeting people than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very particular, very picky. And choosy of who I meet in person, and well, you're more willing is, to is go because, out and meet them. But I think that this one, mm-hmm. you don't feel present during a date, is it's not anxiety based. I think it's, it's not more, anxiety based. Yeah. It's more self preservation. I get there, and it's like, uh, well, and you're like, never mind. Yeah. But you walk into it but, like, I don't really know what I'm going to get here. You yeah. get so you you're guarded, mm-hmm. and and you're but I also I do that because there's been a lot of guys that I didn't necessarily um, not that I didn't find them attractive because obviously I swiped right sure but that in conversation didn't you know wasn't going but then ended up like elevator Jeremy's one of them really yes I took kind of a leap of faith with okay. him on on because I'm our so conversation because I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Again, only one I met. He, he was, was up here recently. Um, well, not recently because I've been off of Bumble and Tinder for about three weeks now. But I guess about a month ago because he showed back up oh. in my. So he's still single. Thing. I guess he's still single. Yeah. Uh, well, hmm. he couldn't have. He mean he could have yeah. not been, but that was his choice. Mm-hmm. So, he's uh, still out there. Anyway, for any of you that might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> Elevator Jeremy Elevator is available Jeremy on Bumble. Is available. 
He's um, not listed as elevator Demery. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he should put that on his list. He, I mean, he should just put elevator Jeremy on there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we oh, I've been 11 episodes or 10 episodes not snorting, and now I just did. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. Once. Oh, it was eventually. <laughs> That's all right. This is like the longest podcast we've ever done in our lives. <laughs> I think Atypical is the uh, only one that's going to be longer than this one. All right. So, anyway, okay, last, last one. Last one. <laughs> You expect bad things to happen. Yes. Yes. Um, but, again, I think we all do. Yeah. I mean, that's just dating in general. I, I, I absolutely agree. Um, so. I, the person I'm dating right now is the first person um, ever mm. that I've not been waiting for the ball to drop. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, I don't yeah. know what it is that he's doing. He's, he's just really kind and nice. Mm-hmm. And my ex-husband was kind of nice, but we had a bunch of shit happen, like, really early. And then, mm-hmm. like, the guy that I dated, the the one relationship I had, just, there was always just this thing hanging yeah. in the balance, always waiting to, yeah. to drop. Mm-hmm. And, again, it is super early with this guy. Yeah. But it's it's just nice. Yeah. It's just pleasant and nice and, and calm and... There's no complications. There's no complications. Yeah. We well, the thing is, is that you're open with each other. Yes, and and, and both are and divorced, that's important. And both have kids, and and both get that. So there's life, no guessing, which is the biggest that's issue the big, yes. with me is like the guessing and where where they stand. Yeah. What no, they that's want. just it. There, there's no there's yeah. there's we're open with how we feel. Mm-hmm. You know, the flirting is open. The right communication is open like hey i like you i like you too yeah like it's just open open and it's fine so it's good first time in my life ever which is sad at 40 that's the first time that's ever happened (laughs) i mean really it's it's just not that easy it it does not come that Mm. easy Mm -mm. and it's stupid yeah that it doesn't and yeah and when you are somebody that has anxiety that's debilitating Mm -hmm. to you and then you end up ruining relationships because of it. Well, but you can't put it all on yourself. I don't put it all on myself because if, you know, they sh- it, the right person will exactly. validate those feelings for me. The person me. that wants to maintain you. Yes. I'm waiting for my Chandler. That's Where's right. my Chandler? Bing! <laughs> I need Bing. <laughs> I need my Chandler Bing. Oh, goodness. All right, we got to wrap this up. So, yeah, okay. super long. So, I don't know if you've learned anything about social anxiety with all of that, but we tried. We so. did try. I think it was, I think we had a good discussion. We yeah. really actually went into this podcast tonight not having any direction yeah. or know what we would talk about, and I think it turned out so pretty again, well. So, again, you've learned a lot about me. <laughs> well, Abby's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, but anyway, please rate us and yeah, y'all and aren't rating us. And not. there's lots of you that are listening, so please go rate us. I know because it'll help a lot with really getting will. us out we, there with new people we listening. We want to get seen, and, and we want people yeah. like it. And we know you're listening because we see you. Yeah, up on our we see you. And, 
we're so excited about it. But yeah, we're glad y'all are listening. We appreciate it, and we're having so much fun doing this. And we will talk to you next time. The more you listen, the more wine we drink. So yeah. (laughs) No, she's giving me the side eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, time for me to go to bed. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.